It gives me energy. It gives me pleasure, relaxation. I like improving on it. Uh, I like to see the results of my work. Sometimes I just want to relax, but sometimes I wish to do some serious work. And uh, coloring is an important part of my life. It gives me strength for everything else. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Passionista Colorista Coloring Book Podcast with me, Isabel Westermark. Today's guest is Katerina Bobarekina, fantastic colorist and the creator of the two coloring books, Ethnospirit and Spirit of the Past. Katerina is 32 years old and lives in a small Russian city called Tomsk in Siberia, together with her husband and her red cat Kosha. And today, her drawing and coloring hobby have also became her work. In this episode, we'll talk about how she learned to draw, and she gives her best tips for how to cover black lines with white Posca pen and color with pencils on top of the Posca. I have seen the result, unbelievable, beautiful and realistic portraits, and I wanted to know more about how she's doing this. So, welcome to Listen. I hope you will enjoy this as much as I do. So, I'm in Umeå in northern parts of Sweden and you are in Siberia in Russia. Yes, it's western Siberia. It's very, very deep Russia. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like almost like a myth to me. Like when you said you were living in Siberia, I was like, what? <laughs> I know it's a real place, but <laughs> you know, uh, Tomsk is a city in which we have a lot of foreigners, <laughs> and even uh, in our universities we have foreign students, and always they, um, the first time they are very surprised because it's a very contrast city. Before we start to talk a lot about your, I mean, you have uh, released two own coloring books and you are doing amazing things in other person's coloring books too. So we have a lot to, to talk about, but tell us a little more about yourself. Who are you? You know, as I said, this uh, city is a student city and we have uh, a lot of universities and I also was a student of Tomsk University. I graduated from medical university with a degree in psychology. But now I don't work in this field of psychology. It's such a situation when my hobby is coloring and drawing became like my work, my profession. I tried to combine these two occupations in one. And I think I'm a happy person because I have an opportunity to combine hobby and work. And I can color and I can draw in. And each day I try to find time for my favorite hobby in work. <laughs> Besides that, I like reading. I enjoy mystical books, gothic novels, classics, and sometimes even science fiction. And I like to see a lot of films. <laughs> but do you have an art background? Oh, no. I have uh, at all zero education in art field, and I uh, never saw some tutorial in YouTube. I prefer to read some information in books. 
you know, I used to enjoy drawing as a kid and as a teen, but I never took it seriously. And I doubt if I had more than, I don't know, 10 finished drawings back before. And it was just my hobby. And I tired uh, to read and search a lot about coloring, pencils, paper, coloring books, and so on. I just tried to study myself. But how did it start, this uh, coloring book thing for you? I think it was connected with one presented book. <laughs> it was about 10 and a half years ago when my best friend presented me a Russian coloring book. Uh, it was named Cat <laughs> Therapy. <laughs> it should help to work with stress, you know, <laughs> like anti-stress. And obviously, at the time, his choice was uh, due to my adored cat, Kuzia. Uh, and this book was very, very simple with some kind of stock pictures. And before that, I didn't even know about the existence of uh, coloring books for adults. It was the first book, and I tried to color several pictures with some pencils I had from childhood. It was a very, very old set of pencils named Iskustva, and I enjoyed the process, uh, and it seemed to me very relaxing, but I don't like the pencils I have. It, it was just the beginning. After that, I decided to find best variants, best media, <laughs> and to study myself about art, about coloring, about pencils. But what was it that made you so, that you wanted to keep doing it? Uh, because coloring for me is, um, it gives me energy, it gives me pleasure, relaxation. I like improving on it. Uh, I like to see the results of my work. Sometimes I just want to relax but sometimes I wish to do some serious work. And uh, coloring is an important part of my life. It gives me strength for everything else. And I really adore that feeling of a pencil leaving some color in a paper. And I'm really a fan of pencils, <laughs> pencils, as you know. So after this first cat coloring book and these old pencils you had, what happened then? After cat... Um, it was uh, the process of finding of everything, of pencils and of books. <laughs> and at that time, I wished to buy some modern pencils, and I should read a lot about them. And uh, at that time, I chose such brands like Kohinoor, Mondelēz. These were my first good pencils. They were bright, they were soft and saturated. And I became more involved in the coloring process. And that is why I decided to find, to see another coloring books for adults. And my first coloring book was uh, by Joanna Bestford. It was called The Enchanted Forest. It's just most popular at the time, uh, the book which I, uh, was accessible for me. But afterwards, I found Hannah Carlson for me, and I really fell in love with her books. And I think for a year, I was coloring mainly her pictures. And since I always enjoyed drawing people, her portraits, they attracted me a lot. So what was it about Hannah's books that you fell in love with? I love her books because I really like portraits and I can do these portraits more realistic and I choose them because there are a lot of flowers, a lot of nature, which are very suitable for me to color 
and Hana books have a lot of variety of themes and uh, her lines are smooth and some, you know, magic atmosphere, some amazing atmosphere in her books. Many people print the portraits from the coloring books on a better paper and make changes in the computer before they color it. But you do them, the transformations in the actual book. Because I like books itself, not like uh, just one piece of paper. I don't know, is it like a smell of book or like uh, leaves from book? I prefer the whole, the whole book, not just separate paper. That is why I decided to uh, work with books. And uh, as you said, you are using Posca. I know people are asking you a lot about this, how you are covering the lines in the book. And it's Posca, white Posca. Many, really, really many people ask me about it, how exactly I use it. And, you know, maybe I even began to make videos of my coloring process in my YouTube channel, Katerina Babarikina, in order to show people how I do it, how I use Posca. Uh, and I don't know if I have <laughs> really secrets about Posca or maybe it is information well known. But uh, I think one of my secrets lies in many layers of pencils, their softness and, of course, in the blending with a white derwent drawing pencil. And I use Posca in very small quantities, just one layer. That is why the lines are still visible because Posca is uh, lightly transparent, uh, but I don't try to make totally hidden lines. If after coloring, the line is still visible, I use Posca again, but a little bit. Firstly, I apply Posca. Then I apply main flash color with uh, circular motions, and then I deepen the colors, add shadows, and blend it with the rendered in white pencil. And it makes things lighter, but I take it into account using a bit darker colors. And, uh, of course, traces of Posca are still visible, and uh, I try to mask them with shadows or something else to make them not so sharp, I think. And, by the way, I noticed that the more layers of Posca I do, the worse to lie down the colors. And it's better to apply Posca and quickly to color while, while Posca is still fresh. Ah, so if it's dry for a long time, it's harder to cover it with pencils? It's, it's very hard. Because I have this feeling they are very slippery. It's hard to get the colored pencils on top mm. for me. But uh, I think uh, the old technique for everybody, <laughs> everybody can find their own technique. But uh, I wait just few minutes and then to uh, apply colors and uh, also is one more my technique of coloring which is possible to use with Posca it's blunt pencil tip I color with a blunt pencil tip I don't sharpen a pencil but simply remove a bit of wood from the lead because sharp tip can scratch Posca also <laughs> And I can feel a large space faster and have no strokes that can be smoothed out with a blender. That is why I put blunt, blunt tip. Because I have seen some of your colored pencils on pictures on Instagram and they have a very special tip. Yes. 
<laughs> but it's <laughs> I don't know if people do the same, <laughs> but I prefer that very blunt, very blunt tip. <laughs> but how do you do the fine details, like eyelashes or things in the eye? Do you have sharpened pencils then? To do this, I try not to use all the tip of the pencil, but sharp edges of this. Because uh, besides the blunt tip, it has sharp edges. And I try to do thin details with sharp edges. You are using different colored pencils. Which ones are your favorites? Oh, it's hard to say really about uh, favorite pencils because uh, it's hard to fix one brand, one name, you know, because there are always good and bad sides of which brand and um, very different color ranges they have. Often I use uh, some regular non-professional pencils like Giotto and Colleen is Thailand brand because of their nice applying, uh, nice blending and uh, it's really easy for me to achieve good results with that brands. They are perfect for any paper, you know, but also uh, there are some negative sides of these brands because they are not professional and for example if we say about Giotto, it is limited to 50 colors Um, but they are chosen very carefully. And uh, Colleen has about 120 colors, but there are too many similar colors in the box and there are no dark colors. But I like dark colors. As for professional pencils, I prefer such brands like Carandash Luminance. They are my favorite ones. And also I like Faber-Castell Polychromes and Lira Rembrandt Polycolor. I uh, really like Prismacolor's colors, but I couldn't adapt to these pencils <laughs> nowadays. They remind me, I don't know how to say, something like clay. <laughs> They tend to leave some mud on the paper. You also, as you said, you, you want to transform these pictures to be more realistic. So you, you cover lines with Posca and color over, but you also add new lines with a regular pencil. I can, of course, add details with a regular pencil or with liner. I use such media like mechanical pencil <laughs> of uh, graphite. I have one of them. It's a very, very old pencil from my childhood. I don't know. It's uh, 0.5. Uh, and I try to use it in my works. How do you know how to draw? How, where to put the lines? It's just like my intuition. <laughs> I think because I try to see the image, try to imagine this image is my fantasy, how I want to draw it or to color it. Do you have reference photos? Yes, I prefer use reference. And usually the references can be some kind of inspiration for me. I need reference photos to see some completed image. 
because I can, for example, have an idea what I want to draw or to color, but I need some inspiration for this. And that is why I began to see photos online or maybe some films. And I try to find some pictures, some episodes, which can be references for my works. When you start a new picture, do you already know how you want it to look? Sometimes I know, but sometimes I don't know exactly. Because it's such a process, like a meditation, because it depends on inspiration, on my feeling, on my expectations. And sometimes, for example, I want to color one picture with exact colors, and I began to use them. But after that, I decided, no, I want another one color, another one picture, and I tried to change it in the process. So the process of uh, coloring and of drawing is, for me, it's a life process, which can change every moment. But I think you, uh, and I know I'm not the only one that think that your pictures are incredible. They are like pieces of art and you always add your own touch on it and you have these incredible ideas of how to make them your own and to transform them. Had you any idea that you were so artistic before you started to color in coloring books? But I don't consider me an artist because I have no education special and my works is not so artistic as can be. And I I have no such an artistic works, I think. <laughs> okay, I disagree. I think you have. <laughs> But I like, you know, to see the works on my books. And sometimes I think that people who, for example, try to color my picture and to change something in them, they can do really artistic image. And sometimes I can't really understand <laughs> the mind picture was at the beginning. Yeah, let's talk a bit about your coloring books. You have released two coloring books on your own. Spirit of the Past and Ethno Spirit. How did that start? You know, my books starts, I think, from Hannah Carlson. <laughs> it's uh, very, very funny. But as I say, one moment in my life, I fell in love with books of Hannah Carlson. I like her portraits. But as I say, I tried always to change something in her books. And um It was deal uh, with such a theme as line art and grayscale. I prefer books of line art. And before this, I very rarely see the books of line art. And I wanted to make such a book with line art pictures. And it was a very long process to find the theme for books because I wanted to concentrate in portrait theme. And first, my book is Atmospheric, and it connection with a lot of female images from all over the world. And uh, you can see there are very big variety of images from New Zealand to Eskimo. And they are too realistic, I think. It's real people. It's not fantasy people. It's not just a fairy people. Uh, it's real people who live in this world. And I tried to embrace a lot of nationalities, a lot of character features of these nationalities, especially in their faces. And, of course, to create them, I use a lot of photos, a lot of references, especially on 
jewelry, uh, clothes, hairstyles, poses, gestures, and so on. And how was it to to do this book? It was a very long process. Uh, as I said, it's uh, very difficult, but I'm happy with the results. <laughs> uh, I think the main idea of realistic images uh, was completed. And I have a lot of people say many good words about it. And especially I'm happy with the result of coloring by other people of my book. But also after my first book, a lot of people who had this book asked me about some background about some shadows and i tried in my second book <laughs> i tried to combine pictures with background and pictures without background when you did the pictures did you see them in color in front of you did you see how you wanted to color them Yes, I, of course, I have my own vision how I, for example, can um, color it. And I, I also like to color my books. But I like any work on my book, any vision. And if uh, some person color my picture in their own manner, it's just good for me. How was it the first time you held the actual book in your hand? Ah, when it was <laughs> it was done, <laughs> it was like a success, <laughs> you know. It's very hard process, and for me, it was first such an experience. And I really tested a paper for myself, and it was very very difficult. It was a big variety of paper. It was about more than 20 samples of paper I tested and with different medias. I come home with a lot of <laughs> paper and try to draw to color. I use different medias, pens, pencils, watercolors, markers, and so on. And this process of working with images, every image is like, I don't know, <laughs> like my relative, <laughs> because it's a very hard work with everything with details and when you're working with such a book you can say exactly if people like it but when it was printed when it was done I really was very happy with the result because you said that you like books so much <laughs> yes and I think for first book it was a good result so did you celebrate not so celebrate we just <laughs> drink a little glass of champagne <laughs> nothing more with with my husband with my sister because they are two person who support me in this hobby in this work they really help me very much <laughs> but when you color your own line art do you do changes then too or are you happy then with how it look just a little bit. I can change, but a little bit. <laughs> sometimes my uh, vision changes and uh, sometimes I can change a little bit more. <laughs> but what was the idea for your second book, Spirit of the Past? Sometimes people say to me that they are similar, <laughs> these ideas. But another book, I tried Victorian images because I love the images of 19th century, of the beginning of 20th century. And of course, I used some references for this, again, for jewelry, for clothes, for hairstyles and poses. But as you know, I tried to, again, to draw realistic images. It is real people, but from past. 
I inspected a lot of, really a lot of photos and then you see films and try to read books about this epoch. Which book is your own favorite? Oh, I like both of them, <laughs> like my two childs, <laughs> two children. <laughs> Do you have any favorite coloring of your own? Oh, <laughs> it's really, really difficult <laughs> to say. But one of last my favorite coloring, it is a work on Hannah Carlson. And it was just ordinary girl, but I see in it Indian, indigenous um, female <laughs> image and try to change it very much. And why it's unique for me? I do this work twice. Some years ago, I colored it, but last year I tried to change it. <laughs> and I think the last variant of Indian girl is the best for me, and it's my favorite work. But have you ever done something that you don't happy with, a coloring? Oh, of course, sometimes I don't happy with my works, and sometimes I try to change and change and change again till the paper is destroyed. <laughs> But really, I have about, I think, five such works which were spoiled without any possible to, to make them again. But till the finish, I try to do the work. But when the paper is destroyed, it's impossible to do to do something. But uh, as I said, just five such a work I had. When you are coloring or drawing, where do you sit? Before, I used to color at any random place. Uh, even I can lie on my bed or can sit in chair. But soon I switched to use an easel to be able to see my work as a whole and uh, to make my work more professional. A little bit working piece because we live in a very tiny apartment, but I have my little working space near the big panoramic window. I live on 12th store. <laughs> It's a very, very big window. It's a view for the city. Now my place is very convenient for me. But as a rule, I don't keep my media on the desk. I only take them from my cabinet and then when I need them. And usually I try to work, to draw or to color when my husband is working because I can focus on the process and avoid some distractions. Do you sit in silence or do you listen to music or anything? Sometimes I, I try to be in silence. I like silence very much. But sometimes I use audiobooks, like like background. But usually I prefer silence. Is coloring as hobby big in Russia? Uh, I think no. Maybe it depends on the city, but in very small cities, we have no a lot of opportunities to such an um, occupation. Because in Russia, people don't consider it uh, like a profession. They think it's not serious business, not serious work. It can be like a hobby, they say. <laughs> for example, for pregnant women or for children. <laughs> but, but I think people really don't consider this occupation serious. But you said that this is your occupation now. So how can a work day be for you? 
Yes, I consider it my serious occupation, it's my only occupation, and I deal just with coloring and with drawing. And I do this every day. I really very seriously think about this work. And I try to work every day about three to five hours. And um, I think my hobby can be my work. Why, why not? <laughs> I try to broke such a <laughs> stereotypes. <laughs> And uh, you said you don't, you have not watched a lot of tutorials and things like that. You said you have been mostly reading about art and uh, pencils and things. How did you become so good? Uh, it was a very long process. I tried to study myself. And firstly, I began to learn how to color portraits using people's photos as a reference. And at that time, I began to read some educational book about drawing and uh, one very useful book for me was the book by Betty Edwards. It was called Drawing on the Artist Within. It was like a book for studying uh, with some exercises to do and it was really helpful for me at the time to see, to think like an artist. And after her book, it was more easily for me, for example, to work with Hannah's book. In her book, there is a lot of practice and a lot of exercises. And I tried to read about process, about pencils, and to study myself without some tutorial advices, without special videos of studying, of educational And I tried to do some analysis of different artists, of their works, how they use colors, how they use highlights and so on. But of course, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of practice. You said that you like dark colors. Yes, I prefer dark colors. And there are a lot of dark colors connected with red and green in my works. And especially I prefer such deep dark colors like Bordeaux, Indigo, deep green. And I don't like tender and pastel shades, light colors. And really the most popular colors in my works are red and green. And even if I want to use totally different colors in the end, I get another red and green work. <laughs> What do you use for shading? Do you have any favorite colors for that for shading i use black to make shades and sometimes gray different hints of gray you said you liked the white derwent drawing yes i use this pencil and especially when i color faces and when i try to do some highlights also for blending why the derwent white why is that your favorite Because it is very, very soft. And for me, it's very suitable and very helpful. I don't know, maybe just for me. <laughs> but for me, it's helpful with soft. And it can do the background very smooth. Because the luminance and the Prismacolor white are also quite soft and opaque. But for me, <laughs> the Dervent is softer. <laughs> If you enjoy this podcast and want to be a financial supporter, please go to passionistacolorista.com and choose support me in the menu. 
you can also buy me a cup of coffee in there. And you all know how much I love coffee. Well, actually, it's just called that. For a cost of a cup of coffee, you can support creative persons. And I have one of those coffee pages. Today, I have a small group of people who is supporting me and this podcast. So thank you for making it possible for me to keep doing this. Now, back to the interview with Katerina and her best coloring tips. I, I think that everybody has their own technique, their, has their own style. But it, one of my advice is uh, don't afraid to experiment. We can study to do something by our mistakes and our experience. And I think that our mistakes, uh, our self-education helps us very much. Uh, also, I can advise to use references. Try to copy more and more close to the reference and try to add more details and leave highlights and lighter areas and add some contrast. Don't be afraid to ruin your work. We learn from our mistakes. And of course, one of my advices is that people should try to completely immerse themselves into the process. It's better than to work by time to time, by snatchers, just to work and nothing more. Also, one more advice. Don't color pictures if you don't like enough this picture. Don't push yourself to color anything. If you feel the wish to color something, then color it before the inspiration is gone. <laughs> don't make it wait. That's a good idea. <laughs> yes. And of course, protect your eyes and protect your back and do your working place best for you. Great tips. And will you do another coloring book? Oh, <laughs> I made two books during a year and it was very, really hard and I really tired of this. So now I'm taking a break. Perhaps I'll realize another book later, but I can't tell it for sure. For a moment, uh, when I want to draw um, some line art, I draw some PDF illustration for my Etsy shop. But now I think I'm not ready to one more book. Maybe I need just time to think, time to find uh, new inspiration for new images. Thank you so much, Katerina, for joining my podcast. Thank you for this opportunity and thank you uh, for our listeners. <laughs> and I think goodbye. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you, everyone that have been listening and goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you. How do you say goodbye in Russia? До свидания.